Classic Rock Files on 94.3 The Drive. Winnipeg's Classic Rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Hi, Kelly. Okay, you know, yesterday afternoon I was bummed because, not surprising at all, the uh, Rolling Stones tour has been postponed. I mentioned that I had tickets for May Long weekend. And, of course, in the grand scheme of things, that is tiny, tiny potatoes. But we talked about this last week, and we even speculated last week that this was not a wise move when Glastonbury unveiled its 2020 lineup. Yeah, now, to be perfectly clear, Glastonbury had already announced its dates for 2020. This was just the lineup reveal. But knowing what we knew last week, announcing the lineup seemed silly because you're obviously going to cancel this. Yeah. So why bother announcing a lineup at all? Like, why bother getting people excited for something that's clearly not going to happen? It should be like the gif of Homer Simpson retreating into the shrubberies. You've announced the dates, and until you cancel, just kind of hold back. Just kind of. Yeah, especially last week when yeah. things were really bubbling and percolating to the powder keg that we now have today. But, you know, Glastonbury, run by very optimistic people, so you got to give them that. And this was their 50th anniversary of Glastonbury, so it was a very big deal for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, the whole thing canceled. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it was supposed to take place in June of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 24th to 28th were the specific dates. Had a tremendous lineup featuring Paul McCartney, Diana Ross, Tom York, Kendrick Lamar, Taylor Swift. So who's who's? Of, of names yeah. uh, heading to the UK for this, but that is no more. You know what, though? I was really surprised to see. I don't know if you caught this online. Even just in the last few days, still major concerts going on. I think this might have been South America, but uh, Stereophonics playing in an arena, first of all, just an absolutely packed place. So they hadn't quite got the message yet. South America not taking this seriously. I, I, I mean, I haven't followed South America closely to, terms, to figure out what their cases are, what their testing is like down there. But we Guns N' Roses on the weekend played in Mexico, I think it was, and yeah. got a lot of flack for that. Then they went and canceled after the backlash. Like, why are you guys playing in front of 70,000 people? Mm-hmm. Um, they canceled the rest of their Mexican and South American dates. That was probably an outdoor show as well, right? A yes. stadium show? Yes. So maybe that figured into it. And again, to be fair to those organizers, uh, this was, uh, what was it, on Thursday? just to take one event alone, Players' Championship Golf. You know, they decided on Thursday, as everything was being canceled, they decided on Thursday that starting on Friday of the four-day tournament that they would play golf in front of no spectators. And that's outside down in Florida. And then by later on Friday, they'd cancel the whole thing. So things were happening very, very quickly, even over Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leading up to those shows. Stuff that happened over the weekend, uh, you know, I'll say, like, you're not in the wrong to keep those events going. Yeah. As we get into this week, though, smarter heads and have to prevail to put in perspective the size of Glastonbury in case you were wanting to know they have sold over 150,000 tickets for this year's event so far that's a lot of refunds coming and for a festival like this that I don't know who runs these types of festivals but I mean that's a huge strike on their bottom line so best of luck to them and hopefully there's a Glastonbury delayed 50th anniversary festival uh, still to come maybe in 2021 what they have said though is that they will honor all of the tickets uh, or anybody that wants to use their ticket that they'd already purchased for Glastonbury this year they have said they can use it in 2021. So next year, maybe uh, 300,000 people. Yeah, and who knows what the lineup will look like. What this really affects, though, is the people that are at the bottom of those bills. Right. As the writing gets smaller on those posters, there's bands you're like, I've never heard of these bands. What are these weird names like Hippocampus or Bob Goes Building or something like that? I don't yeah. even know if that's a real band, but it could nope. be. But these types of smaller acts that are, they really, really rely on the festival circuit during the summer months um, to make an in- a living. You know, yeah. They hop through all these major festivals, they get a set income from them, and then they'll set up you know, club shows, smaller shows in between as they 
have their travel plans set. And that kind of segues into the next story here about what those artists have in store for them uh, in what could be a very grim future. Yeah, and I was really happy to see this. This is a good move. The Recording Academy of America and its charity Music Cares, which just celebrated Aerosmith uh, before the Grammy weekend, they've launched a coronavirus relief fund for artists impacted financially by the pandemic. As you mentioned, it's causing havoc in the music industry. So many of these players are hand-to-mouth. And so the Coronavirus Relief Fund is for, quote, music professionals adversely impacted by the virus, which is everybody, but it's not for the big ones. They went into more detail. So this is uh, basically for funds allocated by need. Majority of it going to artists who live paycheck to paycheck, not those going on worldwide tours on jets. Uh, So they're trying to make the biggest difference to the most number of people as possible. They've put in the RIAA and the Music Cares Charity have donated $1 million to this fund, and they're in the process of securing donations from streaming services, record labels, major music companies, and high-profile artists as well, um, as they're hoping that you know they can put as much money into this fund as possible to mitigate the damage. We saw today the Canadian government put out a plan to help people, and you know some of these artists, they'd all be considered self-employed, sure. and when you're self-employed, it be, you can't just go on EI. So the Canadian government is trying to relax some of those problems. Uh, the, the United States government's trying to make things easier for people who might not qualify under normal circumstances to get money, and this is just another way to help those people who are going to be really affected by this scenario. Here's a good example of how these people are affected. I was talking to a local guy a couple of nights ago, and he is a busy working musician in Winnipeg with a whole bunch of different gigs. He probably plays about five nights a week with, you know, dinner bands at galas and then his own gigs and this, that, and the other thing. Doesn't have a day job. He told me that he had $9,000 in gigs canceled that very day that I spoke to him. That one day only. And that was on Monday. And as you say, he's an independent musician, not eligible for EI. $9,000 in gigs canceled that day that we're coming up for him. One caveat about this entire fund that's being generated by the aforementioned groups is that there are some eligibility restrictions which could hurt people like the guy that you mentioned in that uh, to qualify as a music professional, you have to have at least five years of employment in the music industry or six commercially released recordings or videos. You must show proof of concert cancellations due to coronavirus precautionary measures as well. If you're someone just starting out on the road and yep. maybe you don't even have an album or an EP or anything, you don't qualify for this. So, and it's not like you can go out and busk because nobody's out. There are some contingencies here which I don't agree with, uh, but at the same time, they're trying to make this so that it's less exploitive for people to just apply. You can't have two million people applying yeah. from the busker down the street who wasn't a professional musician. They just do it for fun. You've got to really show that this is your job. And mm-hmm. if you don't have this this money, like you could face horrible consequences with your rent or your mortgage or you're just paying bills to, to feed your families. Yeah. One of the things that we've seen, especially with viral videos over the last week or so, as Italy has gone into lockdown and then full quarantine, is uh, you've got uh, apartment houses of people singing on their balconies, sharing these sing-alongs with each other. And Bono was inspired by those videos that he was seeing. He wrote and then shared a new song called Let Your Love Be Known. Yeah, he said he, uh, it was a little tune I made up about an hour ago. Uh, the lyrics in the song deal with the quarantine with people who live so very far away from me and the same people who live just across the square 
from him. They reference uh, neighbors who can't touch, so they sing as demonstrated in the videos that you talked about. And this is cool because you hear U2, you hear any band that releases an album, and it's, you know, it's got production behind it. You don't know, um, you know, how much of Bono's voice is Bono's voice at this age, you know? Mm-hmm. He's doing it for so long. This is straight out of his home on Instagram, and uh, I think his voice sounds excellent, and you can tell that uh, Bono is a guy who, who gets it. You know, he's done so much work with charities and environmental yeah groups over the years and uh this kind of stuff means a lot to him so uh, very touching lyrics and uh just a great song you should go and listen to in its entirety at the u2 instagram page okay and here's part of it and again he'd written it an hour before and going into the high registers by the way not easy but check it out you live so very far away from just across the square and i can't read but I can rain, you can touch, but you can, you can see across rooftops, sing down the phone, sing, and promise me you won't stop. amazes me just how people can go yeah i'm just gonna write something here and i'm just gonna record it he's got talent and if you ever wondered who uh chris martin from coldplay's influences were you don't have to listen anymore than listen to that song or vice versa what i thought was that those chord changes and some of those uh, vocal phrasings were a little bit more chris martin influence but maybe you're right maybe it is the other way around yeah i think if you listen to through you two through their career i think it's chris martin is very influenced by bono the band itself isn't as influenced by the edges of guitar playing as an example but I think you could ask Chris Martin, and I'm sure Bono would come up in his list of yeah. people who influenced him. Uh, sure? Both wonderful talents. Oh, yeah, and you could definitely hear it in that. U2 is not traditionally a piano ballad band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Edge, of course, are a guitar rock band, um, whereas Coldplay does write their songs more on a piano and perform them as such. So mm-hmm. that does that does sound like a Coldplay song. And it should be known that uh, Bono dedicated the uh, song and the performance online to the doctors, nurses, and uh, carers on the front line, and it was inspired by the crisis in Italy. So nice from Bono and uh, from us as well, everybody who was on the front line here in Manitoba and in Winnipeg fighting this fight, putting yourselves at potential risk. Uh, We appreciate what you're doing. All of the essential services, we certainly appreciate that. That is the Classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.